MaxScholarsPublishing.com That uh, we should get our own. Once we have our own, uh, we're respected for the fact that we can create our own. And uh, that's equality right there. Dr. Dawn Yale Arnold Brown. Yes. Welcome to the Black Scholars Podcast. Why'd you get an education? How long have you been in it? I mean, you have talked before. I know you've done multiple things, fulfilled multiple roles. If you can share that with the audience and just give them a brief background on where you've been and what you're doing now. Alrighty, I love to share. First, you know, I started, this is kind of like my second career here. I started out actually in business. And then, you know, I wanted, I wanted that time where I could actually, you know, be off. I would say, you know, people laugh and I said, I wanted a job where I could be off when I first started. And it was weird. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna try teaching. So I went into teaching, I had no idea if I would be good at it. If I, you know, I'm that person in life where family, they're like, you gonna, you gonna leave children with, with you? Nah, no. <laughs> so when I told them I was going to be a teacher, they was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna see how this works out. So it actually ended up working out great for me. It was one of those things that, you know, people say it was a, it was a calling, it found me. So I started out as a first grade teacher and I came in uh, mid-year. <laughs> mid-year, of course, it's always that group that you'll never forget, That's that was that group. So from a um, first grade teacher, I went to a campus curriculum specialist where I really uh, dive, learn more about uh, curriculum and how it's arranged and scope and sequence and things of that nature, which really helped me um, to then move into my next role um, as a um, assist, dean of instruction slash assistant principal, which really gave me now that opportunity to start um, modeling lessons and mentoring other teachers. And from that role, moved towards, um, actually moved into the role of principalship, which then gave me another broader scope into education. And that really, really started to open my eyes on the needs of, the true needs of just public school education, um, which was a great experience. And I still had the opportunity to still work with, work with students and work with teachers as well. Then from that role, moved to the district role as a um, district testing coordinator. And that was an experience. And I said, through, through all of that, you, you, you learn so much and you gain so many tools. And that's really what I was doing. I was building up my tool belt. And in each role, I gained another, another tool and another tool here. And I continuously do that right now. Um, so I did go back into the classroom, honestly, to get research for my dissertation. Oh, wow. And as a fourth grade, yes, for a fourth grade teacher, um, I couldn't find truly anyone who was available who kind of did what I did and what I was researching, which was I use, I create um, curriculum based, <clears throat> excuse me, curriculum based literacy songs. And I use that to help as a supplement 
when especially introducing a concept. So I'll create a song. Most of the time I create it on the spot. Uh, when I see that we're challenged with something and I need you to grasp it, I'll put it into a song. I put it into some type of rhythm in order for students to understand. And so um, I went back in a classroom in fourth grade and, and to get that to get that data, to get um, a broader view of fourth graders. And because I've been told and even in research, a lot of um, that prison of pipelines, pipeline system oftentimes is created through a state assessment test. And they're looking at third and fourth grade students when they start building the prisons. And so I wanted to kind of dive deep into that. And as of right now, I am in the role of a team leader for fourth grade. See if I hit all those areas. There's so many different things in life, but I've only been in education, honestly, 10 years. Okay. So it was a quick moving pace for me. Um, it's one of those things, again, education found me. And when I found my niche and I found I found what I was doing, it, it was just natural for me. All right. And thank you for sharing that. Let's go back a bit. Let's go back a bit. So <laughs> when you first started, what was your very first position? Uh, in education? Yes. I was a first grade teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said that. Okay. So first grade mm -hmm. teacher. So in your first grade class, were you using... Um, did you create your own curriculum? Did you do the songs and everything you did then? I did. Okay. I okay. did. I actually started out doing more cause I, I had to teach a lot of phonics. Right. So I would teach through more of a, um, chanting. It was more chanting then before okay. the rapping came. So it was more chanting with, with the uh, first graders to get them to understand the phonics concepts. Now, where does that spring from? Does that spring from a background in music prior to I know you said your first career was in business, but I'm thinking I got an inkling that maybe you were doing music beforehand. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I did. I have a, um, an associates in audio engineering ah. and I've always been, I was the band geek plus sports. So <laughs> I got you. Um, music was, it's, it's still natural to me. I can pick up. It's one of those things where, I can pick up pretty much any instrument right now and play it. Wow. And I can figure out how to play it. Um, I can read music and also can play by ear. Wow. So it's one I can instantly pick up on it. And so that, you know, starting from a, a child, I grew up, of course, in the church. We were one of those families that we lived in the church. So you're going to learn how to play something. You're going to sing. You're going to do something. <laughs> so that's right. where it stems from. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. So how long did you teach first grade before you uh, got the campus curriculum specialist position? Two and a half years. Okay, so you, so you taught first grade for two and a half years. You yes. started mid-year. Yes. Can't forget that class. <laughs> and uh, how long were you a curriculum specialist? I was a curriculum specialist for, for a year before they moved me. <laughs> so basically three and a half years in and basically you got a Dean of instruction position. Yes. How did you pull yes. that off? That's amazing. They, they, they chose me, okay. you know, it was actually in a, a charter school uh, district and they chose me. Cause I was like, no, they said, yes. I said, no. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it's, it's one of those blessings in disguise. So, they, they chose me and um, I've never backed down from any challenge. And so I just just uh, laced up the boots and, and went working.
Now, in your curriculum specialist and in your dean of instruction uh, positions, respectfully, did you did you kind of implement the the chanting and the songs? Like, the, were you trying to model that for teachers under your watch to to do something similar? Uh, I did, I did, and I did get an opportunity um, to work with certain teachers who. First, they were a little leery, honestly, because they felt that they had to be the ones doing it. Right. And I'm like, it's not you. I said, they, they can listen to it. And right. trust me, they'll pick up on it. Mm -hmm. And as you teach through instruction and play it, they'll gravitate to it. We all gravitate to music. So I said, don't worry about that. So, yes, those teachers that I, um, I mentored and I modeled for them, I was showing them how to implement music within their um within their lessons and just for uh clarity for for listeners i don't think you stated this um where are you located i am in houston texas i'm in houston texas okay and so in houston and i'm glad you said that because it made me think because i know you work for a charter school and you don't have to name the charter school if you don't want to but I know one of the most famous charter schools or charter school networks started in Houston, which was KIPP. And I know KIPP is super famous for those chants and that sing song style of instruction to get kids to, you know, remember some some important foundations and whatever subject that they're taking. Um, is, is that where you learned that from? No, no, okay. absolutely not. No, no. Um, it was actually a smaller district. Okay. Uh, charter school district um, that really um, and I and I can say it's um, it used to be neighborhood centers now there is uh, Baker Baker Ripley and they really had a model of community okay um, and when I say community they had resources from seniors uh, and from seniors to even early education so it's many different divisions that is under one roof it's under one roof they we had um, three to four campuses and um, each model had that. They had their own community, whatever, if it was social and emotional needs, we had people and resources to be able to provide for students and their parents. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so in all of the positions that you've had, the leadership positions, you've come back to the classroom, but you've come back to the classroom for a very specific reason. As you said, um, you came back to fourth grade to teach and to actually gain data, you know, to, to, to do your, your, your dissertation. Um, what is the topic of your dissertation? Topic of the dissertation is it's a quantitative study. Okay. On the effect of fourth graders' comprehension, okay. integrating literacy songs. Mm. And you you have something on your on your Instagram page where you know there are videos on there the IGTV where and that's how I first like really started paying attention because I see you on top of a I think you're on top of a desk or your desk you were on top oh. of somebody's desk and yeah. the class you and the class were going back and forth and it was like a it was a song it was like some rapping it was some back and forth chants you know um I don't think I've ever revealed this but I used to rap so I love hip-hop like I love hip-hop and I always will love hip-hop so it's refreshing to be able to see your version of hip-hop literacy 
literacy and kids actually participating, being engaged in that and learning. So um, thank you for that. And please post more videos of that because that that is absolutely awesome. Um, but is that a part of it? That that hip hop literacy, is that a part of your dissertation and your research? Yes. It is. It, it definitely is. It is it's solely, honestly, based on those songs. Oh, wow. It's based on those, those particular songs um, from, like I said, from exposit, Expository Writing was the very first song I ever wrote okay. for actual fourth grade. Yeah. Um, and so that is the most catchiest song. And they request these songs as if we're um, like I'm the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, but it, it's. You know, I I love what I do. Um, I never thought I'd say that, but I, I truly love what I do, and I have a passion for it. Um, I'm on desk. Whatever it, I do what it takes to get your attention, because when you are engaged and you are actively engaged, you will receive the information. Right. I have to be more entertaining to you than your cell phone, than the television, and so that engagement is key. So. So let me ask you this. So you bring up an interesting point. And I think in education, there's a, a debate going on. Um, and like you said, some of those teachers that, you know, you were modeling for them, trying to convince them like, hey, this stuff actually works. They were a bit leery. The debate is, you know, how much as the instructional leader of your classroom, how much do you have to be on that stage performing versus kind of being on the sideline and guiding students more so towards that that student-centered classroom environment? 15, 20 minutes max. Mm. 15, 20 minutes max. Because when you have them, you have them. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be very intentional about your approach. So it's, it's the intention. So you know the end result. You know what you're looking for. We always plan backwards. Everyone always talk about from planning backwards. You know the end result. Right. So now when you come in, you have to know exactly what you're going to do. You have to be very intentional about the approach. So 15, 20 minutes, because it is, again, ultimately about the students. Exactly. And my, yeah. my students are, are surprised. Every class that I've ever had, are they're surprised because... I talk 15 to 20 minutes. And I'm like, it's on you. I said, I'm, I create thinkers. You are a thinker. You are yeah. an innovator. Yeah. And I said, if I do it, it's my brain, especially when it comes to writing. And they get so frustrated because in writing, I won't tell you what to write. I said, because I don't I don't know your life. Right. You know your life. You write your story. Exactly. My job. My job is to keep you in bounds. That's all. I keep you in bounds. And I, I just show you how to run plays. I love it. I love it. I love it. We got a lot of similarities there. My kids, uh, and I teach sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. You know, mm -hmm. my eighth graders have been complaining. You know, I taught them last year. I teach gifted kids, English. Okay. And uh, mm -hmm. so they stay with me, you know, all three years until they go to high school. Mm -hmm. And so my eighth graders have been complaining this year because they're like, Mr. Wilson, you're not, you're not teaching enough. You're not teaching enough. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm not teaching enough? They're like, you just got us doing all this work and you talk for a little bit and then you have us do all this work. And you might explain yeah. something. Then you have us do all this work. And I'm like, cause it's not about me. It's about you guys. Like, exactly. do you really want me up there for, and see our classes are set up, um, 90 minutes, two 45 minute periods. And so okay. you want me up there talking for 90 minutes? 
They're like, no, no, God, no, we don't want you. <laughs> you talking up there for 90 minutes. Okay, then. So what's the perfect balance? How long do you want me up there talking? Because I could just talk to talk, but that's just wasting time. I need to see yeah. what you guys can do. I'm a model. I'm a demonstrate. You know, I don't really do the the chants and songs with sixth, seventh, eighth grade, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. They probably enjoy it. They probably really, really like it, to be honest with you. Um, because they act like they're, you know, baby adults, yeah. but really they're 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 still big kids. They're kids. Um you know what? You just made me think of something. I, I wonder. I wonder how they would react if I actually did like a chant to help them like remember something. That would be interesting. Um, the, the weirdest thing is that even with the, the those particular students that that middle school and I know a few, I put on um, an instrumental hip hop beat that they already know. Okay. And and, and what I'll do, I'll, I'll start to freestyle something. Nice. Then I'll turn that freestyle into the actual content nice that draws um, their attention that that mm-hmm. that gets the kids engaged definitely mm-hmm. and and i always tell them i say hey you better not say the words you can't you can't rap the words right you can't rap those lyrics i said you're gonna give me five mm-hmm. right right we don't want you five. i said well don't well don't rap those lyrics rap these right here right i love that and so i, I slowly but surely um that's how i gain their trust too i love that i love that that's that that's how that's relationship building um at its best um, is is I'm gonna catch you. I'm gonna catch you some kind of way. And then once I have you hooked, we we have that relationship now. You do this for me, I do this for you. We start trading off. You can you freestyle? Can you do your work? <laughs> so yeah, I love that. I love that. So mm-hmm. you've only been in this. This is your tenth year. My tenth year. And you've accomplished a lot in that short time period. Um, you've also written a book and correct me if I'm wrong, that music that you're speaking about, is that something that's available for, for retail? Is that available for, for sale? It is. It is. I've, I've written, I wrote my first book and it's both of them are golden nuggets series. And so it's the golden nuggets of teaching a guy for new teachers. And that first book is about that first grade class in my experience. That first grade class show, showed me who I was and who I wasn't going to be and who I was going to be. So that's the first book and just how, how you survive. Um, I often say they don't put the real stuff in the books. Right. Um, you know, those, those really hard, challenging days, you can you can give me all the theory you want, mm-hmm. but it's nothing like um, that that practice when you're actually in a classroom with students and what do you do? So um, I, I give them tips on how to survive, how to survive the, these first two years. And even for some of the uh, veterans, it's something that we sometimes need to refer back to. Exactly. I, I tell people, I tell people all the time, I still will go and read teach like a champion every once in a blue moon, just to remind myself like, okay, yeah, I, I needed that. I needed that refresher. I, I've been slipping. I'm, I'm back on it now. So definitely. Yeah. Um, yep. so you said and there are two books. There's two. So that's the okay. first one. And the second one is the golden nuggets of teaching, engaging young writers oh, and, nice. and engaging young writers. It incorporates, um, many of the, uh, activities that I, that I incorporate within my classrooms that I found to be helpful that students like, um, alongside how to use music as well in the classroom and also, um, how to use the literacy songs, some of the literacy songs that's 
um, available. And the lyric songs are available by itself on um, iTunes. And that's Hip Hop Literacy Volume 1. And so we can we can download that. Yes. All right. Black educator support. Please download that. So when you say iTunes, that's for purchase. Is it also available on Apple Music? Can we stream that? Yes, you can stream it. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And then the book is available. Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Okay. Amazon. Yes. And that was Gold Nuggets of Teaching. I think the first one was a guide for new teachers. Yes, Guide for New Teachers. And the second one is um, Engaging Young Writers. Okay, and also Gold Nuggets of Teaching. That's the series. Yes, it's a series. Wow, you're doing amazing things in 10 years. Wow, amazing things. Um, yeah, so we, I say when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're called, when it finds you, yeah. it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's that, that big difference. Yeah, well, I 100% agree. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Do you also have a podcast too? I have a podcast. It's the golden nuggets of teaching. Um, golden nuggets of teaching. I just, yeah. I love the branding. It's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, you know, it's, it's dropping nuggets. And when people, I say teaching, we're all teachers. We teach some, something to someone. Um, my grandmother, my mom, my dad, they taught me, my sister, my brother, my mm-hmm. friends, family, you're being taught through life. And we gain these little nuggets here and there. It's small nuggets. So tell small me little, nuggets here and there. Tell me a little bit about the podcast. How long have you been doing it? Um, I started a podcast two years ago. Two okay. years ago. And, you know, sometimes I feel as if we just need that little piece sometimes, just that little nugget just to give us that push. Um, that little nugget to just open our eyes to, to a different view of life or... Uh, we're going through something. I need that pick me up. So here's this little nugget, you know, that it's not always bad. You know, when you're going through the situation right now, trust me, there's a blessing right after of it. You have to go through it in order to be rewarded for it. So you got to be able to handle it. Um, the little nugget of how to view certain things of life. So the golden nuggets of teaching is not only for teachers. It pertains to life. Mm. I'll definitely have to check that out. And I'm going to assume that's available iTunes. iTunes, yes. Okay. iTunes, SoundCloud. You got it on Spotify? Spotify. Okay. I'll definitely yes. check that out. Listeners, please check that out. And what, what's the podcast called again? The Golden Nuggets of Teaching. Golden Nuggets of Teaching. So we got two books. We got the podcast. Yes. Yes. We got the we got the music. The album is available. Hip Hop Literacy Volume One. How many songs yes. are on uh, Volume One? That's just an EP. It's six songs. Six songs. Okay. All six literacy songs. based. All literacy based. Oh yeah, I've got to check that out. Do you think that would work with maybe my sixth graders? It will. Okay. I, I believe it will. You know, you start to engage. You ra- you know wrap it out. I create the tracks and I try to be as universal with the tracks on the hip hop edge of it. So, um. So I create the music. I record the music. I love so that. Make it happen. And do you ever give kids the opportunity, um, especially with the writing, do you give them the opportunity to, you know, write their own songs or record their own songs? I do. Um, I, I give them that opportunity, especially in poetry. When we hit that poetry, it's it's off to the races. They are, they're engaged. And that's when they really start to honestly create their voice. Mm. 
they, that's when I, I you know, I, it's, it's hands down. I can't tell you how to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, again, it's your voice. And that's when they really develop their voice. How do you want this to sound? One of the main things I do for writing is I say, you read it to me. That's yeah. the main thing. And they get so shocked. You yeah. read it to me. Yeah. I said, because I want to know your voice. I want to know what you feel. I want to know your direction. I want to close my eyes and envision. Mm. And so I said, it, yeah, it allows me to engage with that student and to be in that place in that space with you. So I, I do. I, they, they write freely and um, the black history program is coming up for school. And Ms. Brown, I want to do a rap. Let me hear it first. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I let me hear that. it first. <laughs> I think so but, many, uh, so many people, so many kids, especially kids, they love music. They love music, and I just feel like music is just, you know, it's just that 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 equilibrium for everyone. You know, yes. whether you like country music or not, or you like everybody's got a song, no matter what genre you know you listen yeah. to. Everybody's got at least one country song that they're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't listen to country music, but that's not bad. I kind of, I kind of like yeah. that song. That's not that's not bad. I have a song. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not bad. You know, um, when my kids are working, I have them listen to classical music or, like you said, um, we'll play instrumentals. So I'll play, you know, hip hop instrumentals that they know. And you know, I just tell them like, hey, don't be in here singing anything inappropriate. Just bob your head mm-hmm. and keep working. You know, um, and I just think it's a, just a positive work environment for the kids and helps them learn, helps them retain information, keeps them engaged, prevents them from trying to go to sleep when they're reading or you know writing an essay or whatever. Um, so I love that. I love that you incorporate that. Um, and it's, it's, I just said, you, I just do whatever it takes. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm very dramatic. And that's intentional. I'm very dramatic. So the second semester, honestly, I don't really play the songs the second semester because I, I've used it to introduce the con the content. Mm-hmm. And reading when time second semester, we're about wrapping this up. We're yeah. on review status. Yeah. Uh, and so now it becomes, uh, what do I do in my dramatics to help still gain your attention? I got so you. It's, it's those pieces that really help to to kind of uh, bring it to full circle full circle so i got you um mm-hmm. um previously i asked you off air you know what's what's one of the issues that seem to black uh plague black educators what's one of the issues that seem to plague black educators and your response made me think you said black teachers can only teach black students yes. could you elaborate on that would you what you mean by that that we can only teach black students exactly that we can't teach other races that we can't we can't, we don't have empathy towards other races that if it's if it's a, a black teacher that black student that's you that's you that's who that's who's gonna be in your class that's who you you can you teach um to know that we're, we're versatile we're teachers that's it we're teachers and we teach now does it is it a is it good to for black students to to be to be represented is, should there be a, a representation absolutely but that's not all that we can do these are not the only students that we can reach 
we can reach oh when i when we took that that test it didn't say you didn't check no i'm just gonna uh only teach black students <laughs> you know that's the box i check you know right no when, when you when you were certified you were certified for all you were certified as a teacher you know the content you know the pedagogy is for for all and and so um you know and sadly i've gone to to different interviews um predominantly hispanic predominantly white and been to predominantly um, black school and I've also been um, with um, a mix and the, it's quite interesting um, even in some of the interview questions how they tailor it um, for their for their student for 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 that for the um, that they're representing and I understand that in certain point but for you to think that I can only teach one race or one ethnicity i have an issue with that we're we're more than what you think we are definitely i have to 100 percent agree with that and everyone knows me teaching gifted students there's definitely underrepresentation uh of african-american and minority students so um the majority of the students that i do teach are white and i would like to uh say confidently that I'm the best thing that happened to them in the English classroom um, because I'm not just, you know, similar to you. I'm not just up there just teaching, you know, like I, I actually do this. Like I live this. Like I tell kids, I'm like, you know, I, I'm published, right? Like, you know, I get paid for writing, right? So when I teach you something about writing, I would listen because, you know, regardless of what career that you choose to go in, you know, when I'm telling my students, regardless of what career you choose to go in, you know, writing is an asset writing is a skill and you have someone that actually does it for a living outside of this classroom that should be a blessing like just imagine that for a second what if our kids math teachers were all accountants or did something outside of school related to math and made and made good money from it imagine if the computer teacher you know, if, if, you know, if you still have computer classes, I don't know if they still have those in schools, I, I imagine. So was actually in IT and used to work for Google or Apple or Microsoft. Just imagine that for a sec. Right. Imagine if the, the history teacher also moonlighted at the local museum or they were an art director, you know, something like that. Like, why aren't we you know, as professionals of our subject, if we really believe in our subject, if we really want kids to buy in, why aren't we doing stuff outside of the classroom as well? And I get it, what we're busy, time, families, I get all of that. But if you have the opportunity to, if you're going to stand in front of those kids and teach them something, Mm -hmm. do it for real. Like, actually, like, do it for real. Like, I can, I've actually showed kids, like, look, I'm, I'm publishing a book. This is my book that's mm-hmm. coming out. Look, I got published in the USA Today. This is my article that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's such a, that's that's so powerful because even with the students that I work with right now with learning dis- disabilities, I am a person with a learning disability. <laughs> wow. And look at I you. I have a learning disability. I, I understand. I get it. It's frustrating. This writing stuff is hard. It's hard today. It's hard to this very day for me, yeah. but it, I don't let it stop me. And I'm like, it may seem it may seem tough because that music that I, I use, I did it when I was a student mm. because I needed to find 
or something to help me. Because I was one of those cases where they caught it in high school. Yeah. So That's I powerful. had to figure it out on my own. So understanding that you're not alone in this fight. Right. You're not alone and you're smart and we're going to find a way. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a will, there's a way. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, but yeah, but back to the point, you, you know, I, I hate that. Um, you know, and, and I've, and I've spoken with, with other educators on this podcast and there's this notion that because you're a black educator, that you're the, um, the disciplinarian, you know, <laughs> all the bad yes. kids go to you, you know, yes. because I teach gifted, I don't really have to deal with that too much, but if it's like a field trip or a program Mm -hmm. They might look to me first, like, can they stay with you if I'm not going, right? They might right. look, can they stay with you? Or we have RTI, response to intervention. RTI mm -hmm. two is what they call it uh, in Tennessee. And when I look at my RTI class and I look around, I got all the knuckleheads in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. But I'm cool with it because for me, it keeps me sharp on my toes as far yes. as my classroom management. And so the connection and the connections I'm able to build with them when they're getting trouble in their other classes, when I see them in the hallway doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing, when I see them back talking and being disrespectful to other teachers or just adults in the building, like substitute teachers, mm -hmm. I can step to them and I can say something and it's going to be received in a more positive way because yes. I have them for this one period for 30 minutes a day and we built a rapport. They know my expectations, whether I'm your official teacher of record or not, you know, my expectations, but mm -hmm. it would be nice as a black educator to not have to, you know, you're the disciplinarian. Well, I'm a black male in America and I have kids. You're damn right. I'm a, <laughs> you're uh -oh. right, I'm a, I'm a disciplinarian. Yeah, of course. That's how we were raised. So, of course. But what if I wasn't? You said something that was key, though. You said the expectation. Right. Exactly. That That's key. That's, I know for me, that's established day one. My expectation is here. And you're yeah. going to have your expectation for yourself will be here. At the top and above. And that's established at the beginning. And any child that I come across as well, this is the expectation, period. So yeah. I, I, that's key. That is key. And, you know, I, uh, I'm also a learning coach at my school. And uh, you just make me think of something that I need to share with, with some of the teachers that I get the opportunity to observe. Because some of them have some classroom management issues. And for the longest time, for me, you know, I've got strategies for classroom management, but some of it, honestly, is just, I just know what I'm doing in there. It's more of a feeling. I'm not necessarily thinking yeah. through everything. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that there aren't some, some rock, you know, research-based strategies you can use, but the one thing I forgot to mention to them is it is the expectations, and it's about being very adamant, very blunt, very honest and transparent with your students and letting mm -hmm. them know that regardless of what the data says, regardless yes. of what your past experience, your past failures, your past successes, 
the expectations are extremely high for you, each and yes. every student. And you got to look them in the eyes and tell them that. And you got to mean it. And um, or, or at least pull off your best Denzel Washington acting job and make it yes. seem like you believe, it, you know, because it's real. Like they've got to know that we're doing this for a reason. We spend so much time in school every single day for what? Like kids, you know, like you said, you know, they got iPads, they got video games, they got TV, they got Netflix, they got all these streaming <laughs> services. You yes. got Spotify, you got SoundCloud. Like, there's so many things at their disposal for them to be uh, distracted when it comes to school and learning and mentally focusing and cognitive processing. Kids don't want to think about that. They want to talk sports. They want to talk yeah, shoes. Yes. <laughs> They don't want to talk then about start talking shoes. <laughs> they don't want to talk metaphors and similes. And... <laughs> unless you make it fun and unless you engage them. But yes. even more importantly than that, unless they know like you actually care, you actually believe in them, you actually expect that they're going to be great someday. And we're working on that right now. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. Expectations. I'm yes. writing that down right now because I've got to share that with some of the teachers that I work with. Expectations are key for just everything like i feel like it's the foundation of, of of that teaching learning process and uh relationship it's key that that goes that goes right along with in the beginning what's the process what's the procedures expectations processes yeah. procedures expectations yeah <laughs> and you know I, it hasn't been bad this year for me but in previous years you know as far as like you know dealing with with kids who are extremely difficult to deal with and they're always off task or they're always uh you know showing a bit of oppositional defiance and whatnot mm -hmm. i i used to have to remind them every single day of behavior expectations yes and we would spend three four minutes discussing that then we'd go into academic expectations yes i don't have to do that as much now um and and i like to say i don't have to do it as much because i've done it in the past and so now mm -hmm. we know and if we forget i'm here to remind you i'm here to yeah. enforce it um yeah good stuff i love that we could do a whole episode well, see, we're, on all, we're all good for a refresher course <laughs> absolutely. Needs a refresher. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so um let me ask you this let me ask you this so yes. you do a lot with engagement and it's yes. a beautiful thing that you do. But have you ever had a difficult situation with the kid where even despite everything that you're doing with the music, with the hip hop, with the constant going back and forth in the songs, have you had a kid that's like still consistently off task? And like, how did you handle that? What'd you do? Um, here's where we have this, these one-on-ones. We sit down, we sit down and we, we talk. Mm. We, we just talk. We we get your mind off and tell me what's going on. So so what's going on? I need to I need to build some more with you. I I need to build some more. And so we we sit and we talk. Conversation is key for me. Um, communication conversation is key. Um, to get to I need to get in where your space. I need to be in your space. And then I know, hey, maybe this doesn't work for you, and that's fine. And so here's where um, the multi-intelligences multi come in and yeah. uh, learning styles come in. Let's talk. It's because I need to figure out maybe this works for this person. The singing works here. The auditory works here for this person. The visual works here. What do I need? You want to draw it. 
okay, you're, mm-hmm. you like to draw. So I need to figure it out. And right. that's that, that's that you always masterminding. Okay. What do I need to do? How do, how do I grab you in? And honestly, I talk, I love uh, it. I'm going to communicate with you and we'll, and I'll wait. And, and when you're time, when it's time, you'll let me know. They always let me know. Right. But I have to build that trust in you that I'm really here for you. I, I won't, man. I, I have your best interest at heart. I really do. I said, I was telling them, um, I'm going to be old one day and I'm going to need you to take care of me. Mm. <laughs> you take care of me. And when I say that, you're going to be in the workforce. Right. Being um, a productive I don't citizen. Want you to be out there struggling. Yeah. Um, I always tell them, I said, I have. Um, three students that are, um, well, three um, friends that I went to school with. Um, and I give them, I give them the names. And I make up names. I said, Spencer, Larry, and Robert. Larry, he's never getting out of prison. Mm. Spencer, he eventually got out, but he served a lot of time. Robert was a friend of him. But all of a sudden, he understood that he didn't want that in life. So he made another choice. So who are you going to be? I can either put money on your books so you can buy commissary, or I can donate to your nonprofit organization. Mm, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And so conversation means a lot to me, um, to be able to communicate. And if you can't talk it, they'll write it out. And if you can't write it out, they'll draw it out. Mm-hmm. But I need to dig deeper to meet you where you are. Love that. Love that. Love mm-hmm. that. So um, I know you read a lot, you know, dealing with your, your dissertation and whatnot. I know, you, I know you're reading a lot. What is one book that you would recommend to black educators, black and brown educators out there listening right now to, to the podcast? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I just want to give give all the books <laughs> to to everybody. Um, of course, starting out, we always say teach like a champion. But for for me, um, as a African American to other African Americans, the main book I have so many here. I'm trying to pick out which one because I read so much. Um, honestly, yeah. black faces. Black faces in white places. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Read it, please. Yes, it's a it's a very powerful, powerful um, book, and I just use it to understand again. Sometimes it's the world around us, and it's the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. It's the world we live, in. and knowing. Knowing how to maneuver, and I'm gonna be honest, and I just said, how to, how do you maneuver? Mm. What do you stand for? What do you stand for? And you stand firm on it. I love that. I love that. What's um, piggybacking on that? What's one piece of advice you'd like to give to black educators listening? Education is key. Never stop learning. Never feel as if you have to stop learning because you're an adult. Never feel stuck where you are. The main thing I say, and I even use it for myself, 
I grow and I learn every day. So I'm changing every day. So don't be afraid to, to try new and different things. Be open. Yeah. 100% agree. And there's so many different ways you can learn. If you don't want to get a doctorate degree, you don't have to get one. <laughs> no. You don't have to get one. You can learn without it. You can just pick yes. up a book. You can listen to a podcast. You can attend a conference. You can attend, uh, what are those, the webinars online. There's so many different yeah. uh, universities and nonprofits that offer PD online for, for educators and, and for anyone just interested in uh, closing the achievement gap. Um, yes. You know, picking up a newspaper. There's educational yes. articles. Like, there's a lot related to the field of education and it will help yeah. you grow immensely um but Just i'm always go, i'm always going reading that's going to always be my number one yes. read 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 acquire as many books as you can get a library card get amazon mm -hmm. prime whatever your situation is get some books <laughs> and read them yeah, digest them i said that's why they hide all the good information that's why i tell people exactly. that's why the good information <laughs> exactly and, and if you really catch something good something very valuable to you that's changing your life read it more than once just like i tell my kids anytime we read something we reading it more than once you're not mm -hmm. just gonna read it one time because the second time you read it you're going to catch some small nuances that you missed the first time you read it a third time now you're looking at it with the even tighter perspective like oh now i understand the theme of this story Ooh, yes. that just changed my life it's yes. possible yes. read read yes. read 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 i make my kids read all the time i read all the time so definitely definitely we recently opened up um inner city co-work space in the in the vein of um we work, like we work. For, for local entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? And we got, uh, I think, eight entrepreneurs that all have products in the tech space that are in the building with us. And we, we also have a, a science, technology, engineering, and math center on the second level for young kids to be able to get trained in, um, in the skill set that it, it takes to get into Silicon Valley. Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the fuel. I talk shit, but she know it's true. Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the fuel. I talk shit, but she know it's true. Blessings, it's in my section. Yo, with all this money, I'm obsessive. Weapons, turning off y'all extras, turning off this bush direction, turning up my grind, waking up to more pressure, but it's all in your mind, so I never feel pressure, know it's all in due time, now running stacking like Tetris, hustle hard is my message, then double back and get extras, no I spaz when I catch it, yellow bone, white Lexus, all black tan, two white cups, fat gold chain, Sprite Texas, I'm just young and I'm reckless, I'm just on for my section, I'm just out here on top speed with my top down and I'm revving, I don't know about hell, I don't know about heaven All I know is about right now and this lifestyle is interesting Ice down in my session, I just write down his confessions Died, I got life around me, I guess that I'm an exception Bless ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the fuel I talk shit, but she know it's true Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through 
bought a pound and we rode the fuel. I talk, but she know it's true. Look, I'm in these streets with my chewing on. And my beers with my music on. Old friends like what you and all. Shit, I've been on my grind, I ain't usually home. Focused, I ain't using phones. Lately, I've been using songs to get my point across. Why niggas around me lose it all? But that's your point of toss. I guess I always knew the ball. And that's just where we've all some cracking, cause I do my job. Nah. From hood rats to stars, spending all cash to sliding cards. It's the definition of living large. Smoking top flight in the biggest cars. Told you, oh, eight, this shit was ours. Getting this cake, yeah, nigga, and getting more. Look at this world, young nigga, this really yours. This really mine, my nigga, this really Ford. Them buildings is really high, them cars is really foreign. And all I see is ocean views. Small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the few. I talk shit, but she know it's true Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the few I talk shit, but she know it's true Yeah, early morning off that flight though We gon' go hard, then get right, bro It seems simple, that's not life though Ten years later, I'm alright though Look He's exact like they don't like, though. They be mad at me, shine bright, though. Look, I got a Ruger and a bright go. But I'ma let you pick which way tonight go. I got my dough right, plus the right dough. I mean, it's legal, pay taxes to them white folks. My procedures stay cracking till my light's low. And when I die, I blue rag around my right folk. Hundred thousand in my coffin, that's just light, though. Playing Stevie Wonder song, smoke some flight, bro. Crack a pint of Boarding some Sprite, bro, until that day I'm walking toward what's in my sights, though Cause all I see is ocean views Small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the few I talk shit, but she know it's true